Wow. <laughs> no. You ever notice how Owen Wilson sounds kind of like an angry cat? <laughs> Okay, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. Even if I say, (laughs) (laughs) You cheated. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Were were you going to go do something? Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to make the lighting a little bit more studio lighting. Oh, because they can definitely see that. So it's Taco Tuesday. Woo! I mean, we had tacos. (laughs) To be fair, you had tacos. I had a burrito. It counts. Does it? It's still celebrating Taco Tuesday. The Is spirit that... of Taco Tuesday. Really? Is to go to a taco place. I think it's to eat a taco. No. It's go to a taco place and order whatever the hell you want. Mm, I, mm, I'm pretty sure if that was the case, then it would be called go to a taco place Tuesday instead of just Taco Tuesday. No, you can't. That's too complicated. <laughs> Um, I think if you're going to eat burritos, you should be eating burritos on Burrito Burr's Day. That's not accurate. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. We had tacos to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What else went on? Went on? That's <laughs> what else happened today? <laughs> long day. I mean, a little, yeah. A little, a little bit of a long day. Well, it was more like a rough morning because I stayed up till 1.30 last night building a new shelf in my room. Because oh. I thought it was going to take 20 minutes. I heard a lot of banging and clattering around. The shelf building itself was quite fast. Mm-hmm. It was then moving everything onto the shelf and setting up oh. the tanks. That took far longer than it should have taken. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the reason we haven't been very focused this week is because we recently started playing 8-Ball over yeah. Facebook Messenger, and I think it's destroying our life. It's Um, So we've been playing it back and forth with each each other and as well back and forth with Adriana, who is in episode two of this podcast. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you who have like the Facebook Messenger app on your phones and you can can play uh, (laughs) games, different games. And my siblings always play eight ball with each other over iMessage. And so then I realized you could do it over Facebook Messenger. And I started like started a game with both of them and now we just like have ever constant games going evil and we'll just be sitting like in different rooms of the house and all of a sudden you're ah that should have gone in (laughs) and like out of context or on different sides of the couch i mean that too though (laughs) it's not like a game you play together you each take your turn okay but here is my problem with this your turns take forever Okay, that's Forever. not my fault. I work a nine to six job. Why? <laughs> because I love kittens. Oh, okay, that's a legitimate excuse. I accept it. Also, please applaud me for that beautiful transition. Oh, were you making a transition into something, Karina? <laughs> maybe. About? About maybe that we are currently doing a podcast <gasps> called CritterCast. What? And this is episode four. That, that sounds recording. amazing. Episode four. Holy moly. Can you believe we stuck it out this far? That we have four episodes and that two are fully recorded. Oh my god. Fully edited. Oh my god. And the third one is in the process of editing. Holy shit. I know. And that means by the time you're listening to this one, 
our first three have gone live. Yeah. So, I mean, get, like, tell us how you guys liked yes. them. We're really hoping that there is a great response. Rate us on iTunes. Yes. At please. this point, we have listened to all three episodes so many times. We think they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. And we're really, really proud of them. Yes. They've, they've been closely edited. <laughs> I'm just trying to get comfortable. That's all. <laughs> In, in my chair. Um, but yeah, so applaud my beautiful transition because for episode four of CritterCast, we will be talking specifically about kittens. Wait, would you say that it's a CritterCast kitten Karina Kedventure? What? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to make it work and I it didn't. Know. There's I'll, so many K's. I'll, I'll keep cogitating. Okay, okay. That okay. sounds like a good idea. Okay. But basically, because um, so far we've done pretty much all exotic type animals. Yes. Geckos being pets, but still, we've done all exotics. So mm-hmm. we decided for episode four, it was time to start delving into more familiar critters to us. Um, as some of you may know, hopefully all of you will know at this point, we have three cats living just in this apartment alone. Shh. Don't tell them that. They know that. Don't don't tell them that. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> no, they're not. They have been to our place. They have invited us to stay. Um, so, but because cats are, it, that's too big of a topic. It's too broad I, I mean, for one single podcast. But also, that should be the title of this episode: because, because cats. cats. Yeah, or we'll just call it um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber makes a brief but memorable appearance. Get it? Memorable? Oh my god. Memories all alone in the moonlight. Okay, so because we know that um, that cats is too big of a scope. It's just too much. So much. So much content. We decided that our first cat-themed podcast, or our first cat-themed episode yes. of CritterCast right. will be we specifically... Could, we could do a cat-themed podcast. We, you could entirely do a whole cat podcast, but we're not. and it would probably be called, What the Hell Did He Do Now? <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> um, Copy, copyright. <laughs> but, so, we decided that just our our first one will be about kittens in part because we're in the heat of the warm months it, it was very warm today the in our heat. area <laughs> the thick of the heat of the summer yeah, yeah. that didn't work as well <laughs> as i had hoped um but we'll i mean we can dive right in with facts in that Oh, yeah, sure, we can. I mean, the reason for... The reason we're talking about kittens right now? Right, specifically in this time. Specifically, right. So today is, it is June... Wait, 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 I clicked too far on my... Do you on, want me to tell you? Fitbit. No, I okay. have it. Okay. It is June 12th, 2018, when we are recording this particular episode. Absolutely. And y'all, we are in the thick of kitten season. Yes. So what is what is that term, though? So like, kittens... Don't just throw that out there. ...are not born as as much throughout like constantly throughout the entire year because the um, cats don't go into heat all the time they don't go into heat like every month they're seasonal breeders based kind of on when resources are available and when it's warm and they'll be able to take care of the kittens so they only start going into heat at around like early March depending on how warm the weather is where you live Mm -hmm. and then they'll continue until about hmm, 
August, September, theoretically, but sometimes a little later if it's been pretty warm. Yeah. So kittens really, the, the majority of kittens are born between the months of like April and October. Mm-hmm. That is very accurate. Uh, I can verify that can with you? half of animal science degree <laughs> and five years of experience working yeah. at a public animal shelter. Probably I can that verify <laughs> that particular. cats are indeed <laughs> seasonal breeders. Um, who don't generally have kittens year-round. I mean, they are fully capable of sure. of breeding year-round, especially in an area like, you know, we're in northern central California, whichever one, I always forget both. what area. We're in both. Yeah. We're in northern central and also, but not central Central NorCal. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like As central NorCal would I be I mean, pretty much like, anywhere yes. in California. Yeah. Anywhere in California, you're getting... Like mild temperatures, yes. and the I mean the hottest we get. I, I hate it, but we you know, get up hot. to one ten. Oh there okay. are places though that so like, true. There are places that have those temperatures several months out of yes. the year. Yes. Um, but seasonally, this is just when cats breed. So for us in our area in our little hemisphere of the world, mm-hmm. it would be our warm summer months. Yeah. I mean, it's a summer months for anybody. I mean, for it's just you that, too, it is your summer months wherever you live. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on what your summer is. If yeah. you have weird Christmas summers, like on the other side of the world. Weird. Do you know? Oh, we lost all of our oh, Australian no. listeners. No, but do you know oh, like my. how long <laughs> it it took me to like grasp that concept because I just never thought about it growing up. I was like Christmas, December, right. winter time, like winter break. Right, right, right. That's just like Christmas is is a white Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. because it's so. Um, that's the idea. That's just what it is. Right. And then when I realized that there was a whole mm-hmm. part of the world that Christmas is during summer. Yeah. I was it's like mind blowing. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember I when not I like, grasp it. first really grasped that. Yeah. Because like I knew it intellectually beforehand, yeah. but my um, high school drama teacher, Vi mm-hmm. Watson, hi Vi. She's totally not listening, but <laughs> she was awesome. And she grew up in Hawaii and she was telling us one year about how her favorite Christmas tradition was swimming out to meet the Navy boats that would bring like Christmas treats and throw them into the water. Uh-huh. Um, in, what a waste. Like on, okay. No, so the, the oh. islanders could swim out and get them. Got it. And, like, that's how they, that was her favorite tradition. I don't know if that's a real thing or if that's a thing now or if that was just a thing for, like, memory. Them. I don't know. Yeah. But it, I was like, holy crap, how cold is it? And then I realized, oh, right, Hawaii, it's not cool. Right. On Christmas, it's warm. You can definitely swim in the ocean in Hawaii at Christmas. Yeah. But anyway, so cats are seasonal breeders. Yes. And kittens, well known in the animal rescue and animal loving community, are kind of their own separate beast. Obviously, they are <laughs> just small cats. They Obviously. are just baby cats. But also, there's so much more. <laughs> there's so much more to kittens than them just being baby cats. I mean, honestly, kittens and cats are, like, yes. They, they kittens grow up to be cats, but they're also their own weird little crazy thing. Yeah, like I I prefer adult cats. I'm gonna put that out there right now. I prefer to babysit kittens and then give them back to their foster mommies. <laughs> <laughs> Karina. Yeah. No, I I prefer adult cats. I I enjoy them much more. But you cannot deny the cuteness of a kitten. No matter how many kitten seasons you go through, no matter how much you work, you just can't deny how absolutely adorable kittens are, especially when they're, like, I, honestly, I'm such a sucker for, like, 
one month old kittens. Yes. Like between two and five weeks. Yep. So we'll we'll delve into some more facts because we're we're fully in at this point. Oh my kittens, gosh, we are we're in it. Kittens are born. What? Very small kittens are born? Shush. I thought they no. Uh-huh. I thought they like manifested from the air and from people's hopes and dreams. <laughs> like into a little spiky balls of Spitfire. So kittens are born <laughs> blind, deaf. And unable to walk or regulate their own temperature. So when they are first born, all the way up until they're between one to two weeks of age, their eyes are totally closed, their ears are folded shut. When they're little, little, they'll still have their little umbilical cords attached. Um, This is the age in which they need to just be pressed against their mom, nursing their colostrum. The animal science term. Their colostrum. Is this a new term for you, Cassie? I'm feel like I heard that when I went to did like a bingo at a friend's <laughs> um, baby shower one time mm-hmm. and even then I, I'm pretty sure I was thinking oh peace yeah. out. Uh, colostrum <laughs> is a term um, for all mammals that nurse their young. Ugh. The first few days the milk that they give their babies it is extra high in nutrients. So why is that gross? I don't know. It just <laughs> I think sounds that's gross. Well, that's why, um, that's part of the reason that newborn kittens who are abandoned very young Aww. and orphaned very young have a harder time making it because they didn't get the nutrients they needed from their mother right away. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, there's a lot of other things, actually. We won't go deep into that because it's not relevant to kittens, but... That's part of the reason that it makes it so hard to raise neonatal kittens who are orphaned within the first few days of their life. Um, And that's why we recommend PSA for everybody listening. If you didn't know this already, Mm -hmm. here's a a note. When you see kittens in your yard, in your shed. Okay, so wait. If I saw kittens Mm -hmm. randomly in my yard, Mm -hmm. my first instinct probably would be, oh, no, these kittens are abandoned. Yes. I will, uh, I love kittens, I love animals, I do not want to see tiny baby adorable can't fend for themselves babies, you know, suffering outside alone by themselves in the cold or the heat. So I will pick them up and I will take them to the animal shelter. Please do not do this. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Please fight that basic instinct (laughs) that sees cute things and wants to protect them. Because, let us explain. Okay. If you have found these kittens in a safe place, if they're tucked under a bush or you stumbled upon them in your shed outside or they're under your porch or they're anywhere where they're covered from the elements and they're tucked away and somewhere kind of dark, it means their mommy left them there because she thinks they're safe. And if you pick them up and move them, then you have proved her wrong. Don't prove the mama cats wrong. They want to be right all the time. But then you might have the beginning of an epic Disney movie about a mama cat who's on the search for her missing kittens. Yes, however, real life is not Disney movies, and it probably wouldn't end so well. She cannot walk into a shelter in a coat and a hat and say, excuse me, please, where can I find newborn kittens? (laughs) Please do. In a trench coat. Do you have... With her other friends. I can has kittens. (laughs) I would like to adopt 10 kittens. (laughs) 
Um, so mom cats can leave their babies for several hours if they're in a safe and warm place so that they can go out and get food and get nutrients and come back to them. Which obviously they have to do because if they're because the dads don't really help like nurse or take care of Oh, not at all. No. Uh, cats yeah. are solitary animals yeah. other than when they're living in like feral cat colonies yeah. or when they're adapted to live with humans. They're otherwise pretty solitary critters, especially the males. So the females often will be the bulk of colonies because they sure. um, they'll take care of their young together. They'll protect the territory together yeah. from those big tomcats uh-huh, uh-huh. who will wander the area, making the babies, uh-huh. doing the business, and then fighting with other males. Yeah. For kind the territory. Being assholes. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> Weird, huh. Weird. I wonder why that's... I don't know why that sounds familiar. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Crow power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the moms have to leave the babies so that they can go and get food and absolutely. eat. And, and then maybe even find other safe places to take the babies to. Yeah, that's not uncommon at all. Um, unless they're in, like, a super safe spot and they feel very secure, mm-hmm. moms will frequently move their litters, mm-hmm. frequently move their babies to find new spots. If they feel they're threatened, they will move them. Um, and and they don't want to ever bring food back to where the babies are. Wait, what? Why? Because it will attract other cats. Oh, some of those assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just even other cats that they don't want around. Um, it mm-hmm. could be other females that they don't want to attract because they don't want to share resources yeah. or they're just trying to protect their babies. So it's really important if you find this litter yes. that you leave them alone and then you can offer food out in a separate area okay, of your yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For, you can offer them covering. Make sure that if they're not in a covered spot, you can put like... Um, a lot of people will take a plastic, like, Rubbermaid tub and flip it upside down and then cut a little arch in it. Mm-hmm. And that can be a really nice little shelter for oh, feral yeah. kitties. Yeah. Um, and you can offer that. And a lot of times mom will move the babies in there. You never want to move them in yourself. Right. You don't want to touch them. Not because. Now, this is a, a myth-busting moment. Yes. Um, if you touch kittens. Yeah. The moms will never come near them again. No. Wait, what? No, inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you touch kittens, it's okay. Their mommy will not abandon them. The same with baby birds. Wait. The, seriously? Yeah, seriously. The scent of I mean, a human. I knew that wasn't true about kittens, mm-hmm. but I totally believed that about yeah. birds. The scent of a human on an, a baby animal yeah. will not deter the mom from oh, coming back and taking care of it. That's good. However, if yeah. you stand there and hover and linger right. within, you know, even up to 20 feet sure. waiting for her, she she's not going to come back yeah. because she's going to be terrified of you. Yeah, not yeah. because she's like, oh, you touched those things. I don't oh. want them anymore. But because you yourself would probably be scaring her. Unless, for some reason, she's a very social mom. In which case, you probably knew she was living in your yard before she had the babies. And in which case, (laughs) I should have gotten her neutered. And it is my own damn fault. (laughs) And I should not be taking those babies to the animal shelter. Except (laughs) to get neutered. You will make some animal shelter worker very sad (laughs) and very stressed out if you show up with orphaned kittens without having done your research. Yes. That being said, yeah. if you find some kittens yeah. and you leave them alone and you wait for several hours watching from a distance, mm-hmm. you know, maybe from the window in your house, or yeah. you just come and check on them and they're in the same what spot. What if I set up a GoPro camera? You can do that too if okay. you have access to that. Or Because I totally want a kitten cam. Yeah, uh, game cameras are really nice yes. because they only start filming when right, things when move. Movement, so they're Perfect. motion centered. We use those to keep tabs on barn cats. Aww. Um, 
So if if you find that after at least, you know, eight to ten hours, there's still no mama cat around, then it's time to intervene. Wait. I thought the mama cat would come back for the kittens. Well, if it's been eight to ten hours, you have to assume that something happened. Either she got too scared and no, she left. No, Bambi's mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nature it's happened. my least favorite part of the, of the film. Yeah, it is a terrible movie for children. Oh, my God. It's Most original Disney movies are terrible for children. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to dig that one. Okay. Delicious. But if if we've determined yeah. that mom is no longer around mm-hmm. with neonatal babies, then then what would you do next? Um, would your bleeding heart my tell bleeding you to do? heart would probably tell me to collect those babies and keep them warm and call my local animal shelter. And probably figure out how to feed him, too, because if it's been eight to ten hours, like, those babies got to be starving. That's very true. So definitely warmth is is very true, because remember when we originally talked about them, they cannot regulate their own body temperature at that age. Well, unfair. They can regulate it. Uh-huh. So if you put them not on... they're cold-blooded. Yeah. Um, if you put them on heat, yeah. they, they won't just, like, overheat and right, die. Right, right. But they can't produce enough heat for right. themselves. That's why it's so important tiny. for them to stay together and stay with their mom. Mm. So you want to provide them okay. with a heat source. Um, so do I stick them... Like, I... Mm. This could go poorly. <laughs> what do I do? Put them on a, <laughs> under a lamp. <laughs> uh, yeah. If uh, I have a red infrared light. Yes. <laughs> I have a ceramic heat emitter in my reptile tank. Wait, I have a bunch of candles. <laughs> Just <laughs> around them make, in the kitchen. Like a ring of candles. Like a fairy ring. Um, if you don't have a safe heating source, yes. it's okay just to bundle them up and put them somewhere temporarily. Um, And if they're not that that young, they're going to be fine. If they're under a week, it's really important for them to have warmth. So, you know, like a lot of people have those um, warm little, like, Seed. Oh, like for my that, neck when I get really stressed out mm-hmm. with all the grating that I'm supposed yeah, to. Yeah, like do. soothing things for people to use. Yeah, like um, a rice, little heat packs, heater, rice yeah. socks, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Or you could literally just fill an old sock with rice. Oh, hey, I and, can do that. And pop it in the microwave, warm Should it up I for wash a little it bit. First, if you pull them from a hamper, uh-huh. you might want to wash it. Okay. I don't think the kittens will really care because oh, they don't okay. have a great sense of smell yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> and they can't see it. Okay. And they can't hear anything. Okay. So, you know. So probably they're fine. They're kind of just little fluffy jelly beans that eat and pee. Um, that sounds both adorable and traumatizing. Yeah, a little bit. I always call them fluffy jelly beans, though. So heat source for, heat your, source. for your kittens that you've rounded up yes. and brought into your home. Um, you can do a rice sock. Mm-hmm. You can use um, one of those already made like therapeutic heating pads. Mm-hmm. If you feel like buying one on Amazon, you can actually buy a snuggle disc, a heating disc. That's a like yes. plastic round thing. Isn't it called like a snuggle buddy um, or a snuggle safe? We oh, it might be called. It might officially be called a snuggle safe. I know we call them snuggle discs at right. our shelter. Yes, but you're right. The brand. Might and indeed be called a snuggle safe. If you were trying to think of what to know, donate to your local shelter, SPCA, right around this time of year, yeah, 
that's probably a pretty good bet, right? Absolutely, because they go missing more than you think they would. They're <laughs> well, not yeah, that cheap. People are like, mm, this is yeah. nice and warm for my bed. <sighs> I can warm this up and put it between my sheets and warm my toesies on it. Okay. In, in the cold yes. winter months. But you get, you, they're these hard plastic I've things. never done that. Okay. I believe that. <laughs> and you warm them in the microwave, <laughs> and then they stay warm for hours, and you just put them um, in a container. And they're wonderful for your Yes. Toes. For your kittens. Yes, that's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Never put them straight on the heat disc, because that might be too warm. So you always got to wrap it in yeah. a towel. Put a towel. They, they make, make a fleece. They have fleece covers you can buy online when oh, you buy the snuggle disc, should you choose. I need one now. Yeah, you also could just use a towel or blanket if you don't have anything on hand. Um, and then you have to deal with feeding them. Okay, but before before I decide, like, what they should be fed and how warm they should be kept, I should probably figure out how old they are, right? Yes, you can. I mean, the, the warm is kind of just, like, provide a nice warm spot no yeah. matter how old they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, what they should eat and how they, what they should eat would remain the same. If mm-hmm. they're that little, that their eyes and ears are still closed, they can't walk around on their so own. So as long as their eyes and ears are closed... Well, as long as they can't walk steadily on their own, mm-hmm. they're probably under four weeks old. Okay. Okay. Um, if their eyes and ears are open, but they're still, like, all splayed out when mm-hmm. they try to walk, or they can move a little, but they, like, wobble <laughs> with every single so step, um, then they're under four weeks old still. Because okay. when they hit four weeks to six weeks is when they start being able to move around more on yeah. their own, and they're steady, Get and they're jumping trouble. and climbing. Yeah. And that's when they can start eating food, because it's when they start having enough teeth to start eating food. And that's when they start needing baths and getting really gross. And mm-hmm. when you bring them back to the shelter and say, I don't want to foster these dirty <laughs> jelly beans anymore. <laughs> True. But yeah, another thing you can do right away, um, if you don't have all the wonderful knowledge from this podcast, uh-huh. is you can call your local animal shelter. Don't make them panic. Don't say, I found kittens I need to bring to you right now. Tell because them. it's not super urgent as long as you're keeping them warm and they're like alive and breathing. Yes. Um, you can tell them, hey, so I found these kittens. I did what was recommended, and I did not mess I, with them. I Googled and found the Critter Cast podcast, episode <laughs> number four. And a season one, episode four, because at this point, you know, we'd have That's multiple right, seasons obviously. going on. Yeah. And they told me to leave them alone. So I did. <laughs> but then I left them alone for eight to ten hours, and there's no mom. What do I do? And your local shelter or your local rescue group will be more than happy to help talk you through the process. As long as you don't come to them with a very urgent, I have no idea what to do, please help me take these animals. Um, I guarantee they will be very happy to help walk you through the process and help you find out how you can help instead of just asking other people to help instead. Um, so, back to the back to the issue of the foods for the little tiny babies. Teeny tiny, tiny babies. What do you think that you should give them? I would assume that probably I should not give them cow's milk because cows are a totally different species. But humans drink cow's milk. But why, though? <laughs> it's so weird when you think about it. It's true. Why do humans drink cow's milk? Milk that they produce for their own growing baby. Like, that's really... I drink milk. I love milk. Yeah. Why? Well, also think about the fact that human babies do not drink milk. 
Wait, what? They do not drink cow's milk. Human. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Up until they're a year, a year and a half old, depending yeah. on who you Maybe are. Four. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. That was not me. Okay. I did maybe occasionally breastfeed until I was about two. My mom I mean, will tell you that she was very embarrassed about the time that she was out with her friends. And I came up to her and I said, Mommy, Mommy, hungry, booby. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is not my child. <laughs> I don't know this one. This is not mine. So somebody needs to feed this baby. <laughs> She's not, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys are interested more in a discussion about about why we as humans drink the milk of another species, you should check out this podcast called How Do I Feel About That? Ah, mm-hmm. How Do You Feel About That? Um, it's an excellent podcast. You can check it out on iTunes by some friends of mine, Andrew Cope and... What is Maya's last name? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I just know her as the actress who really killed it in um, that last thing we saw her in. Heathers. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. did kill it in Heathers. Yes, she did. Maya. Coconauer. <laughs> um, Smith. It's okay. My, my <laughs> friends Maya and Andrew yeah. made this awesome podcast, and one of their very first episodes talks about how they feel about breast milk. And Maya did a lot of research about it, and she has a lot of strong feelings about it. So Excellent. Should Great. you want to check that out, please go for and it. And now they're officially obligated to give us a shout-out. That's absolutely so. true. In their next episode, they'll yeah. have to shout-out CritterCast, because yeah. that's how podcasts that's work. That's how this works. <laughs> right? Maybe? I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Cassie over here, guessing correctly, uh-huh. cow's milk is the absolute worst thing you can give these babies. Like, really the worst, though. Oh, well, I mean, I guess not the worst, but it would be better to just give them water. Makes sense. Yeah, than it would be to give them cow's milk. And honestly, like, there's other types of milk that are not as bad. Goat's milk, maybe? Goat's milk is not as bad, but you should do what's right, first and foremost. Okay, which is what? To buy a store brand kitten milk replacer. So I go into Target, and I say, excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> I need a powdered kitten milk replacement. <laughs> you could get liquid kitten milk replacement. It does exist. We find that kittens don't really drink it as well. No, because gross. Yeah, it's a little gross. And yeah. you have to figure out how to warm it up. You can't just give it to them cold because oh, it doesn't oh. come out of their mom's cold. So then you have to do like one of those tricky boil the water first and then you sit it. No, uh-uh. Yeah, Pass. that is a lot of work. Um, but, I mean, you could go to Target. I don't know if your local Target sells kitten milk replacer. I'm certain ours doesn't. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ask tomorrow. <laughs> some Walmarts do, though. Really? Yeah, because some Walmarts have pretty extensive pet sections. That totally makes sense. It's more than just, like, the aisle they Especially have at Target. Especially more agricultural areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, some of them even have, like, horse stuff. Absolutely. Your, yeah. your tractor supplies. Yes. Your western fees. Yes. Um, or your basic pet stores. Oh. Your Petco's, your PetSmarts, your Pet Supplies Pluses, all of the, pretty much any pet store will have some form of kitten milk replacer. And they have it year round too. It's not just something that they have. Awesome. Um, And you usually will be able to run and grab some um, just to get you through the night. And usually it comes in a powdered form. Like I said, it comes in like liquid form too, but kittens don't really drink that as much. And what you'll do is have one part powder two parts water warm water so it's basically like making hot chocolate only without the chocolate yeah, yeah. with a bunch of kitten nutrients instead does it taste like okay 
Never I have never tried it. <laughs> I don't really care to. It smells really it good, does. though. Is that weird? It, it, no, it smells, smells delicious. delicious. Yeah, I, I don't. I would never try tasting it, though. Partly because I always mess up dissolving it, and then it comes out a little chunky, and, clumpy, and it yeah. looks gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's just like it, clumps fine. of powder and water, yeah. but it looks gross. This but is you, why I make the hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you should mix it real well in a bottle if you don't have access to little tiny baby bottles, which mm-hmm. are usually specifically marketed for kittens or wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have access to those, don't try like a human bottle. It's way too big. Mm-hmm. They will never be able to try it. However, you can try like a syringe. Uh, okay. Some people like have just inject it straight no, into their veins. A syringe without a needle. <gasps> gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a dropper. Okay. Yeah, you right. could try a dropper too if you yeah, have yeah. an eyedropper. How or no about dropper. if I had literally nothing else but I had latex gloves or rubber gloves? Could I pour it into one of the fingers and cut a tiny, tiny opening in that finger and then squeeze it in? I'm pretty sure I like saw a this fake utter. on a, a movie or <laughs> an Animal Planet show at one point in my life. I mean, the but you'd run into the same problem that you have with like a human bottle. Is mm-hmm. that the nipple's going to be too big. big for the baby's mouth. So what you're saying is I would need a baby-sized rubber glove. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to find out if Target carries those. I think they have those. Um, But yeah, hopefully you don't have to improvise that much. If you really have to improvise that much, best bet is probably to just try and get in contact with somebody locally who has the proper supplies. And it will be a surprise. (laughs) Because you'll be like, woohoo, kitten supplies. I no longer have to hunt down a baby-sized latex glove. Yeah. I'd get all those weird looks. (laughs) Yeah. So, baby babies, you tell me, Cassie, you fostered kittens. I have, and they're Tiny, adorable. tiny babies. How often do they have to eat? Oh, my God, like all the freaking time, <laughs> especially if they're bad eaters. Oh, what do, you, what do you mean bad eaters? Like, how can you be bad at eating? <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm going through some PTSD right now. <laughs> um, so, kittens... Do know how to like latch and suck, but they're not great at it necessarily if they're babies. So sometimes it can take a while to get them to accept a nipple. And then, like, once they've got the nipple in their mouth, they're not necessarily going to be sucking and drinking and swallowing. So you have to really make sure that they're latched onto the nipple. And part of the way, and I thought this was really cool when I was first doing my very first kitten foster orientation, part of the way that you can tell if they're latched is by watching their ears mm-hmm. and waiting to see if their ears wiggle. Mm-hmm. And if their ears are wiggling, that means their jaw's working and that means that they're swallowing. Yeah. I That's love so that. Cute. The little wiggly <laughs> so cute. That's my favorite part. Oh my God. For sure. Right? And that's funny because I never thought about why their ears wiggle when they're actually swallowing. Yeah. But that makes sense. If they're jaws are moving then their ears would wiggle because that's how you get your ears to move exactly adorable that's so freaking cute adorable but what it like what what happens when when they don't like what if you can't get them to latch on are they gonna starve oh no you can wait for the next feeding and then try again but like i mean how many hours at so here's the thing with (laughs) newborn baby kittens they need to be fed about every two hours and they will let you know by waking up and screeching screeching no kittens are so cute they could never make that much noise yeah that sounds about right yeah and it's very loud it's very loud like miraculously loud so loud you are you coming to join the podcast sweet baby 
Ellie knew we were talking about kittens, and kittens are literally Ellie's favorite thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're his favorite they're favorite one of thing. His favorite things. He really likes reptiles he too. He does. He likes all sorts of babies. No, say cuddle with your mommy. Ellie being one of our gorgeous adult cats. He's the baby of the cats, he is. but he is an adult. He might He is not a baby anymore. No. But he's so a not great, relevant to this episode. Please but save he's it a for great foster kid. Save it for the brother. next episode, kind sir. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he's so happy to be joining us right yeah, now. Yeah, he's so happy. He's just laying on the table, getting some cuddles and investigating all of the noisy things that we mm-hmm. have sitting on the table. He wants to start recording ASMR. Yeah, he's ready. <laughs> he would make great ASMR. I wake up in the middle of the night going. <laughs> Every time I hear one of them doing something. So maybe actually not great ASMR. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we'll skip ahead a little bit. Assuming you figured that all out, you got your kitten milk replacer. Yes. Yes. And Um, I have my heater. And you have your heater, and your kittens are warm and snuggly and And I have kittens. Yes. Yes. Now what? Now what? Well, that's the beautiful thing. If you have decided... That this isn't just a temporary thing and you're not taking care of them until you can get them in with a rescue group or in with a shelter that has the capacity to care for them. If you're going to foster them, either for a group officially that's going to help you take care of them and, and be there to support you. Which or is you're amazing gonna, because then the foster care pays for everything. That's true. They buy you the supplies. If, the, if they need vet care, that's all done. That's all paid for. Occasionally you might get a free piece of pizza as a thank you. <laughs> if well. you have decided to foster these kittens long term, meaning that means that you're fostering them either until they're old enough to go to a place where they're going to be adopted. Like if you foster for a shelter and there's an adoption floor with space for them to be, or if you're fostering for a rescue organization that doesn't have a physical facility, Mm -hmm. or maybe they have a physical facility, but it's full, then you're fostering them until they're adopted, which usually will be around the same time because young kittens get adopted very fast. And they're able to be adopted after they're spayed or neutered, which is usually about eight weeks old, eight, eight weeks to ten old. weeks, mm-hmm. eight to ten weeks, and about one and a half pounds. Mm, that is very exclusive to our shelter. Oh, mm-hmm. most groups and shelters will wait until two pounds. I mean, yeah, that makes one sense. and a half pounds is very tiny. small. It's very small. They're so tiny. Two pounds is practice. Two pounds in eight weeks is pretty okay. common practice. I like that. Um, we get it done early because the so UC Davis vet hospitals research has shown that it's safe to go ahead and do that it was a lot of people were still very hesitant to get on board because it wasn't that way for so long and because they're so so small small. they were worried about negative side effects yeah but as long as i've been at our shelter that's been our practice and we've had no issues doing that yeah um it's been great kittens are very small when they get adopted and people love that everyone's always looking for the tiny tiny babies that they can have which is silly because you don't know their personality when they're teeny teeny tiny like that we can certainly get into that <laughs> that's all oh, I, went there. I mean that's a part that's a big part of kittens and what makes them so different from yes. adult cats yeah is that as they grow up you pretty much see a standard type of personality from every kitten some of them will be more affectionate than others if they've been raised in a foster home you're not gonna have feral kittens 
homes. If they've been raised in a foster home, people are, are raising them and playing with them every day. They're all going to be social to people. Uh-huh. Some of them may be more inclined to want to cuddle with you uh-huh. and to purr when you hold them than others. But they're all going to be crazy playful, crazy energetic, <laughs> and very, very curious. Yes. And always getting into trouble. Yeah. And if you have a kitten that is not acting that way then you should take it to a vet because, because there's yeah. probably something going on. Yeah. Um, because there's there's no such thing as a calm and... Healthy. Calm and healthy and just not super scared. chill kitten. Yeah. Like, that's just not who yeah. they are. You can get a super awesome, mellow, healthy adult cat. Yes. But you cannot find a kitten that is going to be calm and mellow and chill for most of the time. Right. Although kittens do sleep a lot. That's true. So don't be alarmed if your kitten is sleeping like 18 hours a day. Yeah, they have so much growing to do. So much. So that's the thing, too, is that when they're born, they usually weigh about 0.2 pounds. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, they're very, very small. And by the time they're two months old, they'll usually weigh about two pounds. And then all of a sudden, they'll get to six months, and they'll be like eight. Like a cat. Like, yeah. Uh, almost a full-size cat. At six months, they're still usually Depends pretty lanky. Exactly. But by a year, they should be fully grown. Usually by eight to ten months, they're fully grown. But they still count as kittens until about a year. Yeah, technically that's when people make the mark is that a, a one-year-old cat is an adult cat. Yeah. As far as all the... They've got all their teeth. They've reached full maturity. Um, cats do tend to mature a little bit quicker than a lot of other animals, though. But Thank I think that's goodness. just the line where... Self-preservation. <laughs> that's true. Kittens are crazy. It's Kittens true. Kittens be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> New episode title. Kittens <laughs> be crazy. Or just, I don't know. Maybe Ow. we'll go back to the other episode title. Um, but yeah, if you've got your kittens for the long haul, it means you've got them for anywhere between, you know, a week to two months. <laughs> depending on when you get them. And then you have to say goodbye them. to them. And then you have to say goodbye. But, especially if you're fostering through, like, a rescue organization, a lot of times you get to meet the people who are adopting them and talk to them about what your kittens are like and help them understand how they'll be a great match for them. Or convince your friends and family to adopt them so you can see them again in the future. True. <laughs> Very true. We did not successfully do no, that with any of our with fosters. any of them. We failed. Yeah, all of Except our fosters have gone out to... Well, he wasn't a, a kitten foster, though. He was technically a kitten. Yeah, but, but it was a... a kitten Yeah, it was a, it was a, a cage-specific yes. foster need versus underage kitten yeah. foster. We're talking about Ellie. Yes, who is still sitting here being adorable. absolutely beautiful. Yes. He, oh, he's so he's amazing. not He's not adorable. He's just no, stunning. He's, he's very beautiful. He's a very gorgeous Honestly, cat. Honestly, he's like the most handsome cat I've ever seen. Oh, you did not meet my new friend at the shelter today. Is it Denzel? Because Denzel is handsome. No, he is a long-haired, all-white, gorgeous. I'm sure he's lovely. Gorgeous cat. But Ellie is just like... No, he's stunning. Mm, I don't know. Ellie is... Rock in the Black Panther levels mm. of handsomeness. Well, like I wrong. really should have named Ellie him Chadwick. You understand it. <laughs> you will understand in time, my friend. <laughs> um, but you will get to see all of the stages of a kitten growing up, from the time that they're born 
when they are little and blind and cannot hear or see. And they're the funnest then because you can just cuddle them and hold them and snuggle them. Yeah. And they just sleep. And then they will drop their umbilical cords if you have them that young. And that's creepy. A little bit. You don't usually notice it because they just kind of shrivel up and fall off. Yeah. Like humans. And then you find them in your sheets later. No. That never happened to me. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they open, then their ears kind of start to unfold first. Mm, So cute. And then their eyes open, and you see these adorable deep blue eyes. That's right, because all kittens are born with blue eyes. Actually, all mammals are born with blue eyes. Even babies. Mm, Not all babies are born with blue eyes. In their first few hours, they all have, like, dark blue. Like, you can't... It's not like you look at it like a kitten where you're like, ah, blue. It's, like, a dark color. But the difference is that for kittens, it takes several weeks for them to change. Uh And for humans, it usually takes only a couple hours before they change. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Babies have, like, newborn... I think it also... It will, like... It'll be a clearer blue if they're born earlier versus if they're able to be fully developed that by the time sense. they're born. You know, because yeah. kittens aren't really fully developed. No, they're not. They that's need the to thing, finish. because it's too big of a litter. Yeah. Any animal that's born in litters, they cannot come out yeah. developed. Yeah. That's just not that's happening. That's why elephants are not born in litters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thankfully. no. Elephants, giraffes, horses, Jesus. Yeah, no. Can you imagine? Oh, God, no. Yeah. Humans are, like, somewhere weird in the middle. We're born, like, you know... We're like more developed than like a litter I mean, of kittens, can, but even like baby humans can't really see too well in nope. the first couple. Yeah, you're of still weeks. a little bit blind. You're mm-hmm. still a little deaf. You have a soft, mushy head. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it's you're, not good. You're stuff. not doing great. Anyway, so then like <laughs> then the kittens open their eyes and then they start to move around. So they'll and start. Then to, the trouble begins. Oh no! The trouble <laughs> begins. Well, when they're just crawling around, they really can't get into much trouble at that age. But their nails will start getting very long and sharp, and even they, at a very young age. They can poop in places where you didn't notice that they pooped and then find it when you're moving out of your apartment that's, three months later. That's true, and too, to once they start being able to go to the bathroom on their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's another thing you oh, have to yeah. do as a foster. Yeah, yeah. Because we forgot <laughs> that. They can't go to the bathroom on their own, either. So you have to stimulate them. <laughs> and that doesn't mean exactly what you think it means i mean it's pretty it's probably pretty close it's pretty close. to what you think it means pretty close it means you gotta take something that simulates a, yep. a mom's tongue something that's warm wet and rough i like to use cotton balls yeah you, or you can use Damn, a, a warm cotton balls. A washcloth that's only going to be used that process you can yep. use paper towels too not a huge deal if yeah, you don't want to have a bunch of waste because tiny babies no i mean honestly paper towels are a lot of times waste when you get them wet they're way softer than that's like true. a washcloth that's true um and then you just kind of have to... So the motion that Karina is making right now <laughs> is a little circular rubbing motion with her finger. <laughs> yeah, it's that not you gross apply, at all. <laughs> that you apply to, like, the navel... It's not quite the navel. It's, like, the pelvis, between the pelvic bones and a little bit higher up of a kitten on, on their stomach. Oh, that's... N- no? Not where I was trained to do it. Oh, I was trained to do it, like... Like, if that, okay, so you have the kitten's legs, right? And you're not, like, right between their legs, but you're just a little bit higher up because you're working on their their intestines. That's not where I was trying to do it. I have a lot of success with that particular method. I've never had any I also have plenty of success. (laughs) And when Tinkerbell does it... 
That's true. Yeah. So my one of my dogs, Tinkerbell, is a, a very nurturing dog. <laughs> she had puppies before I got her and before she was spayed because she had physical evidence of having had puppies. Mm-hmm. And when I first started fostering newborn kittens, I realized that she was very into it and yes. wanting to help out and Which assist. Is adorable. So she would help simulate them by using her tongue. Just like mama cats do. Right. Because this is what mama cats, this is how right. mama cats make their babies go potty. That's how they take care of them. And then they eat it. Right. And Tinkerbell also would yep. provide that. So there are no Tinkerbell kissies during kitten fostering. Yes, this is true. No, no nope. tongues on the mouth no. for Tinkerbell. Um, but they actually go ahead and just lick the genital region. Yeah. So basically, you're just applying warm, stimulating pressure to the nether regions of the kitten to yes. make them go until they go potty. Yeah. And when they're very, very young, it'll just be pee. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And then as they start to get older, they'll start to have little yellow... Like little, little yellow... Like, <laughs> yeah. they're hard. yellow. They're little hard little nuggets. If things usually. are right, sometimes yeah. they're soft and squishy. True. <laughs> it's not fun at all. No. Um, the hard ones are way easier to clean up. Yes. But yes. So, it's gross, but mm-hmm. also, like, something very weirdly cute about it. Okay. Just because it's so small. It is so small. It's so small. Yes. It's not, it's not particularly gross. Like, no, it's not like, bleh, I have to throw up. This yeah, is disgusting. No, it's way better than changing baby's diaper. Oh, yeah. Or so like even better. puppies, because puppies are larger, like cleaning up their messes is disgusting. Yes, very and true. they don't get it all over themselves, usually. No. Even when they goodness. start to go, as long as they're healthy, they should have solid. Yeah. And so they'll like, you'll go into their carrier and they'll be like, oh, little corner. And you're like, oh, that's poop. And then like, you just clean it up. Yeah. It's pretty easy. So and as soon bad. as they're able to start moving around more on their mm-hmm. own, then you can litter start box. offering a litter box. Yes. And the, the amazing thing about kittens, I will say, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of all kitten things, but they litter box train so easy. It's amazing. Out of all the kitten fosters I've had, I really only had trouble with one or two, mm-hmm. well, the pair of kittens that I had, mm-hmm. partly because they had a lot of stomach upset. Right. And so sometimes I think they just like couldn't make it yeah. into the litter box because yeah. sometimes they'd go and sometimes they wouldn't. But for the most part, like Gatsby, when he was three weeks old, I got him and the first time he started going to the bathroom, I caught him and I put him in a litter box yep. and from then on, we have had zero issues. Yeah. He has been the most yeah, easy to tr- to litter box train cat ever. I mean, I didn't train him. It's not even a training process. I was no. just like, here's the litter box. And he was like, great, thanks. That's the amazing things about cat. Yeah. It's basically instinctive. For the most part. So if your cat is having litter box problems, there are probably reasons. And those yeah. reasons could be behavioral reasons or they could be medical reasons. So the first thing to do if your cat is having litter box problems is take him to the vet. Absolutely. Unless you know there's a particular pattern and you can identify well, what that pattern is. Well, if it's an existing is. problem, then you wouldn't need to go to the vet for uh-huh. it because you know what's up. Uh-huh. Like, for example, if you don't clean your litter box quite as often as your cat would prefer, you might find that your cat finds its own place to go. Cats are very cleanly creatures. They are. So the the, the one bummer about neonatal kittens mm-hmm. who have been abandoned by their mamas or who have been mm-hmm. orphaned unintentionally, um, they don't learn to groom yes. unless you help them learn how to groom. So you have to lick your, your kittens. Mm, I mean, no. Oh. <laughs> you just have to keep them clean. And and it helps too if you have adult cats yes. who want to help out with who this will task. Interact with that. Otherwise, yeah. it, it really doesn't get done, and then you just end up with adult cats who really mm. don't know how to groom themselves. No. Um, I have one. <laughs> it's kind of a nightmare. He's always smelly. He's always Gross. dirty. He's got lots of dandruff because he just 
Sometimes, doesn't groom. Sometimes Ellie will pounce on Gatsby and pin him down to the floor and, and look just him. groom him. Yeah, he'll be like, he's like, Stop. you are dirty. <laughs> I'm cleaning you. So you do have to be a little bit careful about that if you have an adult helper cat who's friendly to your kittens yes. and would like to show them how to groom. Mm-hmm. That's great for you yeah. because then that means you'll have kittens who know how to keep clean. Not all animals are going to be okay with foster kittens. Some dogs or some cats may be too overstimulated by having tiny kittens around. Some older cats will be really annoyed by playful kittens around. Um, So you just have to always be really careful. But if you know you've got a good group or a good one or two animals who really like hanging out with them, it's really nice because the more you socialize your kitten, the more you do to make your kitten a good pet for someone else, Mm -hmm. the faster they're going to get a really awesome home. Yeah. and then the faster you can help a new group of yeah. kittens. So this ended up actually kind of being a neonatal kitten yeah. episode. This isn't even just I know. Kittens. This is like kittens This is an part hour one. talking of neonatal kittens. The pre-adoption phase Which of kittens. We will definitely be sharing photos on our social media oh. of neonatal kittens. Oh, we have so, so many. tune in. I have a whole Facebook <laughs> album. Follow us on all of our social media. Follow us on Instagram, CritterCast Podcast. Wait. I think we're just CritterCast on Instagram. On Instagram, we are just CritterCast. Yes. On Tumblr, we are just CritterCast. Yes. On Facebook, we are... CritterCast. Yes. It is only our website. Yes. That is CritterCastPodcast.com. Dot com. Oh, and I have the perfect picture Oh. in order to introduce the hashtag... Ooh. Hashtag kittens love the booty. Oh no! <laughs> so when you submit your neonatal kitten fun facts, videos, pictures, all the stuff, use our hashtag kitten loves the booty, yes. um, and you will see our wonderful picture of Squirt. I think perhaps we should love change our domain name to, to critterslovethebooty.com. <laughs> And perhaps the name of our entire podcast to Critters Love the Booty Podcast. Okay. (laughs) We're not doing that. No, we are CritterCast Podcast, of course. And please, please, please um, go on to iTunes and leave us a review and tell everybody about the um, very helpful information that you learned about kittens and also how funny we think we are. With our amazing Owen Wilson impressions. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, that was the worst one. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. It ended yeah. up being it ended up only being part one yeah. of kittens. So because we'll have to do a a post adoption age. And maybe um, next time what we do is we bring a kitten guest star. Yeah. We will have to. And uh, if you have ideas of animals, critters, that you would love for us to feature and do a deep dive into, let us know. Because at this point, we'll actually see your suggestions. Oh, my goodness. um, And be able to record for our first season. Send us stories, too, especially because we're doing a part two on kittens. Send us more favorite stories about fostering kittens or finding kittens or having kittens. We would love to have some listener stories to share. Absolutely. And send us pictures of your kittens. Always. Please. There is never such a thing as too many kittens. Yes. Oh, you can also email us, too, at CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Let us know you're out there, because right now we're kind of shouting into the void. Bye. (laughs) See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile.